Hey, it's Bill Simmons. The Ringer is very excited about our new podcast that went through a lot of name iterations. What did you decide on, Larry Wilmore? Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air. What, what was the runner-up? <laughs> well, the Bill Simmons idea was, was it Lar Lar Land? Lar <laughs> Was that what it was? Lar Lar Land. Lar Lar. <laughs> you think people are going to subscribe to Lar Lar Land? That joke was that it would be the worst <laughs> idea for a podcast. No, it was horrible. You don't want people thinking worst when they're No, I wanted you to have a good one. This is a very good name. So what's going to be on this podcast? It's going to be me kind of uh, weighing in on some of the issues of the day with my audience, and then I'll be interviewing some really cool people during the podcast. Each week it'll be somebody different uh, sometimes like culture sometimes politics sometimes sports sometimes maybe an interest of mine sometimes television I've worked a lot in television yeah we got Norman Lear coming up Bernie Sanders Neil deGrasse Tyson so lots of great guests awesome welcome to the podcasting Thanks, world Larry Bill. Wilmore subscribe to Larry Wilmore's podcast wherever you get your podcasts Welcome to the Ringer NBA Show. I'm Chris Vernon. And joining me today from TheRinger.com is Esteban, a.k.a. Shea Serrano. <laughs> what up, my dude? Well, I really thought... You sound, you sound super sad right now. Well, let me be honest. I really thought when I was putting this podcast together... Originally, we were going to do Thursday, but then Bill was going to do the deal with House. So we moved it to Friday. And my response to everybody at the ringer was perfect. Then I'll get to have Shay on after the Rockets beat the Spurs. We'll be able to talk about him being so upset about what took place last night. Kawhi's banged up. Tony Parker's out. He's going to be totally depressed. And then we'll get to set up a game seven. It's all going to be perfect. And then last night, literally everything about my diabolical plan got sabotaged by Greg Popovich and your beloved San Antonio Spurs. It fell apart, and I'm so happy. You deserve it for trying to to plot against me. That's what the universe does to evil people is it shits in their lap. So have fun. (laughs) All right. Last night, as you are trying to process what all just happened, the first things that came to mind were what? Um... I was legit just giggling. Like, I was nervous to, to start tweeting about it when it when I was watching the game. And that's all I was doing. I was just sitting there giggling and, like, doing the whole I can't believe this is happening thing. I felt – it felt very similar to game five of the 2014 finals when the Spurs played the Heat and the Spurs got out to that big lead lead and it looked like everything was just going their way like that's the same feeling I had by like the 11th minute of the first quarter I knew the Spurs were going to win that game you could just tell like everything was super crisp on defense so I knew they weren't if they got a, a lead more than four points it wasn't going away and then they just were hitting shots it was a it was a train wreck for Houston so I was just sitting there feeling very very good about myself that's how I was feeling Okay, when you first heard that Kawhi Leonard's not going to play in the game, did you just write off the game? Did you think the Spurs are losing at that point? Because the Vegas line went up, and I think everybody just thought, all right, he's sitting him. They're probably not going to be able to beat him without Kawhi, especially considering you know it's in Houston, um, even though they had won a game earlier in the series in Houston. But you know, presumptively, you know, I think by the time it tipped off, I think Houston was like an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. So 
had you already had you already like mentally prepared yourself that there was going to be a game seven? Yeah, I was I was I was one hundred percent certain they were losing that game. I got a text from my cousin, this guy named Gary, who that's like my main basketball talking partner, and uh, and he asked me, "Do the Spurs have a chance?" And I said, "There's fucking no way. We're about to get blown out." And he was saying, "Oh, my friend said the Spurs are going to do this because of the bench and blah blah blah." I said, "Your friends are idiots. Get smarter friends." And then it, <laughs> and then everything that the guy said was going to happen happened. Yeah, when Kawhi, when they announced Kawhi was was, I knew something happened. I was driving home from work from the office, and then my phone just started. I knew something bad had happened. I, it was either my wife and one of my kids got hit by a car, or Kawhi was out. And I was like, "Boo, which one's it going to be?" And I looked at it, and there you go. It was, it was uh, Kawhi. So yeah, I'd, I'd written it off. Thank How do you God, win dude. a game without Kawhi Leonard and without Tony Parker in Houston in a, an elimination? Like it was all, everything was tilted in the Rockets' favor, I, and I they would, lost. I would and submit I'm so that. Happy. The, I would submit that the whole Kawhi being out or your kid getting hit by a car are not of equal seriousness. They are not. No, let me make sure because somebody's going to hear that and be like, you're a horrible father. I'm going to get 45 of those messages on Twitter from idiots. Um, I was, it was, that was a joke. That was, no, those are not anywhere near the same. Just, it's a joke. Let me say that. It's a joke. It, it, it was a joke. All right. So it now was a joke. we have LaMarcus Aldridge, who you have slandered all season long. Slandered. You slandered. Have, you have you you have been king of sla- king of Lamarcus slandered. In fact, I believe on an earlier podcast earlier this season, uh, and I quote, "I hate Lamarcus Aldridge. I hate him. And even <laughs> even when he does something good, I hate it. But I can't. I I think that maybe you've come around after last night. You had to have come around, right? There's no way you hated that last night." I did not hate that last night. Did he win you over? Did not. Did, no. Was that the night that Lamarcus Aldridge won you over? That was the night where everybody said he might be able to do it. That you don't play one good game in the playoffs and and all of a sudden you're a spurt. Like that's just not how it works. You've got to do it consistently for a good while, and you can look at it like the same as working out. Where if I go running one time, I'm not a fucking runner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've got to do it weeks on end. Like, that's what we need from the market. We need from, for him to do it several more times. And it's not even a thing where he has, where the Spurs have to win. I don't expect for them to win against the Warriors. Like, nobody's touching the Warriors this year. They're just going to buzzsaw through everybody. But <laughs> if he goes out there and it's a fight, if he puts up a fight, that's really all we need. That's why that's why like you that's why everybody loves your Grizzlies. They never win anything. You know what I'm saying? But they fight. There's you know they're not going to quit. So you love them. And that's all we need from LaMarcus. And last night was the first time it felt like that for me in a good long while. Probably all the way back through game 2 of that series they played against OKC when he went nuts. And and I remember the Spurs lost that game. But he went crazy in like the last two minutes and almost won it for them. Like that's what we, we just we just need more of that. 
So all of my buddies last night were when we're when we're talking are going, is James Harden throwing the game? Like what is happening? You say you were conversing with your cousin Gary and all of his very smart friends from the Spurs side mm-hmm. of things. What the hell do you think was going on with Harden? From the Spurs side of things, we were going, Oh, there's there's James Harden. That's all it was. There was no point shaving. There was no he wasn't drugged or anything goofy like that. That's just what James Harden does some of the time. And it felt it felt a lot to me like I give you I give you a, a tiny story. One time I was mad at one of my kids, the uh, boy A, who's a very he's very sensitive. Of the two twins, he's the most sensitive one. And I fussed at him. Like I raised my voice and I yelled at him a little bit. And I usually don't because I know how sensitive he is, and he's always he's generally trying to do the good thing. But he messed up, and I felt like he messed up on purpose. So I yelled at him, and this was in a school. He, like, messed up on an assignment. And then the next day he went to school, and I was like, do better or you're going to get it. Like, I'm doing the whole dad routine with the dad voice and everything. And if I do the same thing to the other kid, that's all he needs. Like, he responds to that. But this one, I yelled at him, and he came home, and he just – didn't do it. Like he got zeros on all of his work. He just answered everything wrong on purpose as sort of a fuck you to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I felt like watching Harden last night. It felt like everybody got on his case about the way he played at the end of game five. And he was like, well, guess what guys, this is what that looks like for a whole game. And then he just did it. And it was so funny to me to watch happen. 100% funny. A lot of people are bringing up the old Kobe game, right, where his team got waxed, and it's like, oh, I'm a ball hog? All right, well, watch this. Yes, that's right? exactly what it was. How do you like exactly. it when I don't have the ball, right? Like, like he's trying to prove a point or something. I don't know to who, mm-hmm. and obviously I don't not. know to who either. Yeah, because – all right, so – but you know that the, the stories are going to come out. It's this is not just going to rest, and it, it. I get your 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 philosophy on this, which is that's just James Harden, and sometimes, especially in the biggest games, he's come up small, right? Like so, you remember, like they got they got beat by thirty three last year. The year before, he had thirteen turnovers in a in a mm-hmm. big game. Um, you know, right. they only advanced to the West Finals because Mikael benched him that year. You even go back to college, and people are chronicling this. At Arizona State, right? It's it's do or die in the NCAA tournament. His last game, he was like two of ten um, when he played in the finals after being sixth man of the year for Oklahoma City. You know, there's two game, there's a two game stretch in there that really decided yeah, yeah. that series where he's like four of twenty. Like it's not. We've got a pretty long track record of him being in big spots and coming up small. That being said, mm-hmm. people are gonna come up with some kind of reason, right? You've seen the whole. He got hit in the head, maybe had a concussion, maybe his ankle was messed up, maybe there's off-the-court stuff, whatever. Like, if we're trying to figure out what people are going to settle on for why James Harden was such a piece of crap in that elimination game, what do you think What do you think's gonna, what, what do you think we're going to end up, when the, when the article inevitably comes out, what's it going to say? I think it's going to say more than anything else. That other stuff will get mentioned, but I think more than anything else, it will be something along the lines of that's just his nature. He's not built for those moments is what I think it's going to be. And honestly, I think that's, that's unfair. Like I don't want to see, I don't, I don't want to see any player portrayed that way. I really like 
if a team's going to lose a game, I like when they're going hard at each other and somebody just does one play better than the other one. I don't, I don't like to watch when they just sort of fall apart for the most part. So I think that's going to end up being what they say about him. They're just going to say, well, he's just not built for that moment. And it's going to stay like that until he proves otherwise. If I had to guess, that's, that's what I think it's going to be. And, and it's super sucky because, like, the, the most fun game of the, of the series was game five because it was the closest and it came down to the last shot. And just like as a Spurs fan, it's, last night was funny to watch because it's the Rockets and, like, we hate the Rockets or whatever. But as, a, like, a basketball person, you, I always, it's always better when James Harden is really good, when he's in his mode and when he's flowing and he's dancing and he's doing all his tricks. It's incredible to watch, even to root against. Like, it's more fun to root against them when he's really good. So you sort of hope he figures it out. <clears throat> in the meantime, I'm just glad he's not on the Spurs, you know what I'm saying? Does it ruin everything about their season and his season? <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. Really? I think that, no, they had a good season. What, I mean, what were they expected to do? They, they were going to lose. Hey, 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 I, I, would, I, yeah. I would say, I would present not lose by a thousand with their season on the line at home. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's it's fair to be angry about that game, but I don't think it I don't think it delegitimizes all of everything that happened this season. He was incredible this season. He almost averaged a triple double too, just like just like uh Rusty did. I mean he was great the whole season. But what are you gonna do? Well, I I typically reject the whole if you didn't <clears throat> win a ring the rings culture thing, right? That I don't think everything right. else is worth it. But I do think it's important to come up big in a big spot, right? Like, so we we can say, okay, Barkley didn't win a ring, but like you go back and look, and he was having like forty and twenty games in the West Finals, mm-hmm. right? Like, it like it it's not his fault <laughs> that they didn't win. Yeah. Where whereas with a lot of stars, we look and we go, all right, what they do when 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 everything when all the chips were on the table, and I think I think this hurts him a lot reputation wise. I really do. It certainly oh, does with me. It, it certainly hurts him reputation wise. Like you that's a hard that's a hard label to shake when, when you start being known as the guy who can't get it done in a playoff. And there's I mean, I, the only way to get rid of that is to get it done in the playoffs, which is an incredibly hard thing. Especially when your your second and third best players are Eric Gordon and Patrick Beverly. Like I love those two guys, but you can't you can't get all the big things done that you want to get done with with those guys as the as the second and third best guys. It well, the other thing is right one of, your, one of your other main guys, role players, is Ryan Anderson, and I was reading some stuff stuff out of Houston. Hey, how about this, Shay? Three of twenty nine from three in the games at home. And in three, it's a very and in, real thing. And he's murder on the road. On the road, he's murder. He killed San Antonio. Well, and I uh, went in back. San Antonio. And, I went back and pulled it. My buddy Sean Pendergast, who's a radio host in Houston, I was talking to him this morning because I was I was finding out how bad they're going to kill Harden and everybody. And he's like, "Go look at Anderson's <clears> splits." <throat> he's like, "Over the eighty-two games, it's like he shoots like it's like seriously like forty-seven percent from three on the road and like thirty percent from home at home." I've never seen yeah, anything. Wild. I've never seen anything like that. Like the guy just can't hit either. shots in Houston. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe they should just change their jerseys. You know, the the home team gets to pick the jersey they play in. They should just start playing in their road jerseys, and maybe it'll trick them. Okay, so we talked about how bad it hurts uh, James Harden. I know you would literally run into traffic for Kawhi Leonard. But do you think it is at all a demerit on Kawhi that they were able to win a closeout game on the road by 39 without him? No, absolutely not. Because that's a situation where if you lose a good player, the team after that, they're usually good for like a game or two. They're they're all motivated. They're, oh, this is our time. We're going to do it. They're super locked in. It usually happens that way. But then after like game three or four and they really start to feel that responsibility is when we start to see, oh, okay, actually we can't do this without him. So, no, winning one game by that much, especially especially a game where we – it wasn't like a close game and they, the other team was fighting back. Like the Rockets just gave up and the Spurs didn't, so that's why they won by so many. No, I don't think it's a – I don't think it's a demerit, a, a mark against Kawhi at all. And don't you – Honestly, don't you ever say anything like that again to me. <laughs> because there is this sentiment going around, of which it's hard to disagree with, that we all we all try to find every uh, the new thing, whereas you've got LeBron sitting there, right? So Westbrook flamed out in the first round. Harden just crapped the bed when the whole season was on the line. And the Spurs just won by 39 without Kawhi Leonard. And here's LeBron, who scores over 35 points a game and hasn't lost a playoff game yet and is just destroying everybody like hey remember me right like you you all can talk about all these other guys all you want but that kind of stuff doesn't go down with lebron james in this current stuff no lebron should win every mvp trophy until he retires there's just i get why he doesn't but he should and it's unbelievable otherwise is what took place and over the course of the series and especially last night, is that a indictment of more ball as it's called? And so many articles have been written about this, the way that Houston plays. Do you look at that and go all these people that say you can't play that way and win big are all validated because of what took place last night? No. Are you crazy? What, like who's the best team in the league? The best team in the league is a team that plays that version of basketball just way better. Like the, the, the Warriors and the Rockets are the jump-shootingest teams in the history of the NBA over the last few years, and the Warriors have just been crushing everybody. They should have won the championship last year. They won it the year before that. They'll win it again this year. Like a, that's how basketball is played now. You just need guys who are good enough at it. Yeah, but Golden but no, State. Uh, hey, in fairness, Golden State will shoot two point baskets. They will. They will. Yeah. <laughs> it feels. It kind of feels like if Houston would add the whole two point basket thing to their arsenal, that are not layups. They might even. They might be. <clears throat> they might have been a little better off, right? Because San Antonio was going to try to contest or run them off the three point line, and then try to guard them at the rim, and it wasn't like they were just going to take what's available to them. They were just going to stick to their guns all the way till by the end. I mean, I, I still can't believe they scored 75 points last night. I, I read this morning they had not scored less. the lowest less... they scored all season. Dude, it's the lowest they – how about this? The lowest – take a guess what the lowest point total they had all season was. I'm going to guess 92. 
<laughs> you bred it. <laughs> Is that it what it was? It was 92, yes. No shit. I swear to God, I haven't read that. Really? 92 I is the lowest. The, 92 is the lowest amount of points they scored in a game all year. They scored 75. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched a lot of Rockets games. I can I can uh, believe that. But yeah, it was it was so bizarre to watch where the Spurs were doing the thing. I, I love this thing where they put their hands, just their hands straight up. It's like they told the refs ahead of time, anytime they set a pick, we're not going to reach through there. Our hands are going to be right here, and we're just going to do that the whole game. And you watch the clips, and they're both just palms up. You know, you know the move I'm talking about? On every, on every screen, they did it. And they had just decided ahead of time, we're, we're, we're not even really going to try to fight through the screen. We're just going to run behind it and chase Harden from behind so he can't shoot three and see what happens. And they, would, they just did that the whole – every good game, they, they stuck to that. And you would watch the Rockets get into the lane, and there's a shot there. And then they would just run back out to the three-point line and try it again. And it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched. And they just passed. It was, oh, man, I loved it. I loved it so much. Chris, I wish you knew how excited I was. As far as Spurs basketball moments go in my life, last night was, honestly, it's got to be in the top four of my whole entire life of watching Spurs basketball. For 30 years, that game last night was one of the top four best moments ever, and I'm so excited. Because now I, I, I suppose your day is already planned out. You're going to be walking around Houston in like a Duncan jersey or something, right? I'm dressed head to toe in Spurs attire right now. We have a, a, There's a very busy street in Houston called Westheimer, and after I leave the office today, I'm just going to walk down it with a gigantic Spurs flag and wave it. I might walk into the traffic and just stop traffic and wave my Spurs flag. It's unbelievable to live in Houston right now as a Spurs fan. Top four moment, you say? I mean, there's a lot Top of titles. There's a lot of there's a lot of big games and a lot of titles. Do you think you might be a lot of the big mo- games? You, th- this is just a personal one because you happen to live in Houston and they've never played before. No, this is a personal one because yes, for one, we haven't played in the in the playoffs and. Over two decades, we haven't played the Rockets. And we're always sort of circling each other. And then over the last few years, they've gotten good again. So there was always a chance that we might run into them. So that's part of it. Because there's a history there. But number one, we're all in Texas. The the Spurs hate the Rockets. The Rockets hate the Spurs. Everybody hates the Mavericks. Like, there's a triangle here. A triangle of hate. So anytime you match up with one of those teams in the playoffs, it's it's a big thing. It's a, I don't know if people outside of Texas understand how big of a thing it is. It's like the basketball Super Bowl for Texas. This was our championship. As soon as we saw that, you know, the rankings set it up that way. So that's, a, that's one of them. Uh, so there's that. <clears throat> there were the rivals. You've also got Harden, who's probably the best offensive player in the league, versus Kawhi, who's the best defense player. Like, there are a ton of reasons why this series was going to be so meaningful and then to watch them lose it in the way that they did where they just give up Harden gives up there's no we're, we're missing our starting point guard finals MVP Tony Parker we're missing our best player and maybe the third best player second best player in the entire NBA Kawhi Leonard also a finals MVP there was a moment when the lineup last night was Patty Mills DeJounte Murray David Lee Jonathan Simmons and Kyle Anderson 
and they're running the Rockets off the court in Houston. It was unbelievable to watch. D'Antoni is over there having a, a mental breakdown. Popovich is doing his Popovich smirk that only he can do. It was all just so perfect and beautiful and exactly what needed to happen. The Spurs are going to get, they can get swept by the Warriors. I honestly would not care one single percent because we have this to fall back on. For the whole next year, I get to just talk shit to everybody that lives around me, to any Rockets fan on the Internet. I've been given that license to just run my mouth no matter what happens. So, yeah, top four. And if we rank it, I mean, I'm not sure where, if, if it's two, three, or four. But I think the order for that, number one has to be the revenge title against the Heat in 2014, which is the single most exhilarating sports moment of my life. And then underneath that, second, third, and fourth place, you've got this, all of a sudden you've got this game six, 2017, <clears throat> to go to the Western Conference Finals. You've got also in there 2003 Western Conference Semifinals, Spurs, Lakers. That's the game where Kobe and Derek Fisher started crying at the end. They're sitting on the bench. The game is over. The Spurs are blowing them out. Tim Duncan fucking put in work that game. Just destroyed everybody. So you've got that one in there. And then it's a toss-up either between that Western Conference Finals. The Spurs played the Mavericks, and the Spurs were up 3-2. They're playing in Dallas. And Dallas was ahead in the fourth quarter, and the Spurs went on a 23 to nothing run to just slit their throats in front of everybody, which is unbelievable. Those are probably the top four. You might be able to slide in game five of the 2005 finals where Ori went nuts, or game seven, the third quarter of game seven of that same series. The Spurs were down by like nine or ten in the third quarter, and Tim Duncan just went into superhero mode and sledgehammered everybody in the face, tied the game going into the fourth quarter, and then the Spurs played perfect fourth quarter to win by like seven, I think. It, go, it belongs in there, man. It's in that category. Last and I can't, I can't even no. believe that you didn't, and it's almost like it's overshadowing game five, which we didn't even bring up, but maybe, how about this? Maybe the utter humiliation of Harden being blocked by a 40-year-old Manu Ginobili just ruined him forever. It was incredible that the universe stitched that moment together because Manu Ginobili was like the prototype for James Harden. Both left-handed, both brilliant on the break. Harden, Harden, don't get me wrong, Harden is a better version offensively of what Manu was doing. But Manu was like legit unstoppable when he would get to his left hand for a four-year period. Um, I remember they played the Suns that one year, and, and he shot like 90-something percent when he went to his left. Something ri- utterly ridiculous. So to have him, 39 years old, blocking the new version of him to get them ahead. Like, it was just, it was great. It was so, you just don't, I wish you knew. Imagine if Memphis had beat the Spurs in the playoffs this year, how that would feel for you talking to me right now, and then multiply it by like 250. That's what it feels like right now inside my chest. You because can, I don't, right. Because I don't get to live around a bunch of Spurs fans. Right. Yeah, I'm glowing like a fucking Care Bear. That's what my chest looks like right now. It's just a glowing Spurs symbol. All right, so how many games can they get off the Warriors? Uh, one. 
one. <laughs> all of the, all of that to say they're about to get just destroyed. I mean, in part because Kawhi's hurt, he's not going to be fine by the, by Sunday, and it, it, you know he won't be able to shake that in those games. Also, the Warriors are just they're just too good. They're too scary. I'm I'm holding out hope that maybe we can steal two, but it feels like a like it feels like a five game series to me right now. If that, so. I know you. I, I know you have to pay attention and watch because of the because you have to write articles for the Ringer. But what would be the most hysterical is if you just stopped watching the playoffs now, right? The Western. Yeah, team. I'm just, done. You, I'm just, done. Just, just act like the season's over. I'm gonna have I'm, I'm gonna have a parade in Houston and everything. <laughs> the, the basketball season is over for me. Patty Mills, Texas State Championship MVP. So you think that you honestly believe? That the Spurs are only going to win one game against the Warriors. That's it. That's what it feels like. Yeah, the the Warriors were were several steps better than them. Um, you you I sort just, of hope you I hope that they do better because them. yeah, I you can't. You honestly can't. And Simmons is playing really really well right now. And, and also, this will be a this will be a much better series for 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 Dejounte. Even though he came on great, he had double double last night, which is unbelievable. But that first game, the first time he played Game Three, he started that game, and Patrick Beverly just ate his whole entire body in front of everybody. He had like four turnovers in a row to start the game, or something silly like that. But yeah, by by the end of the series, he was you could tell he was flowing a little bit better, much more confident. Patty Mills has been fantastic as usual. So we there's a shot that it could. Maybe get interesting, but that's about as far as as I can get. As I as I can allow myself to say, the four year, eighty million dollar contract that Jonathan Simmons signs with the Nets is going to be the funniest thing ever. Oh, I can't wait! It's going to be like the same thing happened with Gary Neal. Right, he played really great for the Spurs in the playoffs, and then he left, and he you know there was that support system was gone, and all of a sudden everybody realized actually Gary Neal's not worth that much money. He's going to get a big old contract, and I'm going to be so happy for him. All right, let's get to the other side, which is the Wizards and the Celtics. I know you love John Wall cussing at people. Um, uh, love it. Love it. I know everybody does, right? And, and the other thing, it was ho, right? Didn't he say ho? Yeah, they they tried to oh. say later on he was he was talking about one of his teammates that he referred to as the letter O, but I don't, I don't believe it. Oh, that's I ridiculous. No, he called somebody a ho. I think yeah. – I think if we're ranking like guy, uh, yo, what what you can call guys, I love ho. I love when guys call each other hoes. It happened. Oh, uh, it's definitely it's, it's it happened. Top two. Well, there was a there was a big moment amongst Grizzly fans earlier this year where Zebo got the ball down low, and uh, and and you know went up through traffic and he got hit twice and it went in, and he and he yells and one sissy ho. Right. And so (laughs) and one sissy ho, which they just happened to catch. They they caught it on the microphone. Sissy ho is unbelievable. Right. But I am I'm a huge fan of that. Right. I wish I wish all these guys would start calling each other hoes on plays. I I would agree with you. I think that's like definitely top two as far as things you can say to somebody. What's number one? What, 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 What is greater? I think. I honestly think bitch is is, is better. Like, <laughs> like if you just say like just say no bitch to somebody. If if you block somebody and you go no bitch, like that's incredible. It's better than hoe. I I, I uh, 
<laughs> I remember this game. This was uh, maybe like a couple years ago in the playoffs, and I'm I'm remembering it right now because I I wrote about it um, recently for the the basketball book I'm working on. But it was like a it was the Cavs and the Cavs and the Bulls, and this was when was this 2015? The Cavs and the Bulls were playing, and LeBron and Joe Noah, they hate, they hate each other by this point already. And LeBron got the ball, spun off of his guy. Noah came over to try to block him, and LeBron just boomed it on him. Like a very good, strong, I hate you kind of dunk. Similar, not as big and bad as what he did to Jason Terry, but a very disrespectful dunk on Noah. He dunked on him, bah, just jammed it home. And then he stood there and stared at him. And like said some not nice things to him. The refs they blow they blow the whistle. They call it technical on LeBron, which is already great because that very rarely happens where LeBron would talk that much trash that he gets the technical. So that happened. And had it stopped right there, like LeBron would have been the champion of the day. But Noah, who is an expert in these situations, took a few steps toward him and the, and like same thing with the Zebo situation. The camera caught him. And he very clearly and loudly says, you're still a bitch, though. And that was just like, he just cut LeBron's legs off. Like, no matter what you do, if the guy you did it to responds with, you're still a bitch, though. <laughs> like, it just invalidates everything you just did. So, yeah, I would go with bitch for number one, hoe for number two. Sissy right. hoe is great, also. Sissy hoe is, that's as good as it gets. I mean, because then you're combo. Yeah. Then you're doing the combo. All right, so now yeah, we that's do. Yeah, that's a street fighter combo right there. Thought we were going to get two game sevens. Obviously, that didn't work out with the whole Houston San nope. Antonio. But uh, Wizards Celtics tonight. You think Wizards win game six? Uh, I'm I'm going yes. Yeah, I'm this going, is played, uh, this has played the form right. Like uh, the home teams have won. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm ho- I'm hoping it stays that way. I do want to see the Wizards in the conference finals. I I don't neither one of them are going to beat the the Cavaliers, but I do want to see John Wall cuss at LeBron because that's not happened yet, and I want to see it. And I don't think that anybody on the Celtics is going to do that. I think the Celtics are just going to. We saw what happened when LeBron wanted to beat the Celtics when they played at the end of the season, and they just put Isaiah in a thousand pick and rolls, and it was over. There was no chance. I want to see the I want to see the Wizards. I think you're going to be let down though, because it's going to be it'll be Ubre or Gortat that does the cursing at LeBron. It will not be Wall. I don't think he'll curse at him. I don't. You don't think so? No. Why? Why? No. Why wouldn't he? No, because I don't think he. I don't think he's. I think it takes like one of those guys with like a super edge, if they're going to like kind of like the the guys that are cut from the Noah cloth, the Draymond cloth. You know, Wall's. Yeah, I don't know. He's a pretty big star, you know what I mean? He's more of the super talented more than he is the super grinder type, right? And it it's yeah. usually it's usually the Noah and the Draymond types that so that's why I would imagine. I mean, Ubre's evidently <coughs> right. He's down. He's down. He's down now. He's got a fuse on him. We know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, we know that. Yeah, but but even him, right? Like, is it are you are you pushing Kelly Olynyk, right? Are you are you or would you do that to somebody else? Um, so I don't know about I think him. I think John Wall's going to do it. We, I mean, we've seen the superstars do it before. 
Remember in the, the finals last year? That was like one of the best moments in the finals last year is when LeBron blocked Steph, and then he just shat all over him. He just talked all kind of shit to him. Right. We've seen uh, Kevin Durant do it. We know he's not uh, afraid. Yeah, I, think so. John, I think John Wall is going to do it. I think John Wall... John Wall wants to insert himself into that conversation. Who was he calling? Did we figure playoffs, out? Did we figure out who he was, was calling that? a hoe? Who was no. it? No, well, I don't know. I don't know, and I honestly don't care. It's just the fact that it happened. But he's been trying to insert himself into that superstar conversation for for a long time now, and through these playoffs, he's proved himself as probably the second best player in the Eastern Conference, and he knows that. He's smart enough to know that he's going to see that he gets a chance to stare down the first best player. I don't think John Wall backs down. I think he takes advantage of the situation. All right. who You, you already said you think that the Spurs are going to win one game. So that's a question. Who loses more games before the the finals, the Warriors or the Cavs? <sighs> oh, before the finals. Mm, I think I, 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 I can't pick against the Warriors. I'm going to go Cavs. I think the Cavs lose two. They lost two last no, year. No, I feel that feels stupid. That feels wrong. <laughs> that definitely feels that feels wrong. I'm gonna change it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I think the Warriors the Warriors will lose more games than the Cavaliers. <laughs> Just because the Spurs are tougher than the Wizards or the Celtics is the only reason. <laughs> you said that feels stupid. It, 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 after I, it came out of my mouth. It well, they lost, like, they lost two last year. No. They lost to Toronto last year. They yeah. Lost two. I don't know. Like, I mean, they could. They're, they're, you know, is, is it, has their defense been fixed, right? I do think that there are games where the Celtics or the Wizards could put up some real points on the Cavs, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and you got to remember, over a very large sample size, the Cavaliers' defense was not some kind of sensational deal. <clears throat> Whereas the Spurs was, right? They were number one in defensive efficiency over the course of the whole year. So right. they just held the freaking Rockets to 75 points. I mean, that's just yeah. that's insanity. I don't know. I kind of feel like the the Spurs might be able to slow down a couple of the games against the Warriors, right? Maybe. I hope so. Well, and it's Mike I Brown. I really, really hope so. Right, and it's Mike Brown on the sideline, and he's he's underwhelmed before, right? It ain't going to be because of some kind of great strategy. <laughs> If Mike Brown somehow manages to just screw this up, it's going to be – I, I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, I wouldn't know any words to say if Mike Brown managed to blow this for the Warriors. But you're thinking one, one game. I'm thinking one. You might be able to talk me into two if Kawhi looks really good. Or maybe we get one of those games where, like – where Patty goes bonkers like he did against Memphis in game five, and he hits like four or five threes in a row in the fourth quarter. Uh, if we get a, a situation like that, you might be able to talk me into, into two. I will say this. Yeah, I, I will say this. As a as a Grizzlies fan, it made me feel good last night because I was like, you know what? At least, we, at least the Grizzlies were competitive. At least they didn't just lay down in a game six, right? They were up by seven with yeah. six minutes left to go on the Spurs. I mean, you, you have no dignity, Houston. Just none. No dignity. None. <laughs> that's so None. bad. Yeah. No. But that, yeah, that's why, you know, that's the difference between the Grizzlies and the, that's the difference between Mike Conley and James Harden right there. Like Mike Conley would never have a game like last night. Ever. Ever. 
cut his leg off, let him play with one leg, he's getting up more than 11 shots. He's getting more, you know, I don't know, man. I love it. I'm so happy right now. I know you are. You said your chest was lit up like a Care Bear. Well, take to the street. Take to the streets of San Antonio. Be uh, wear wear a vest, right? Because I want you being careful. If you're really gonna run in traffic with a Spurs flag, you might. Uh, there could be some. There, there could be some real maniacs out there, and you're you're really touching a nerve with that Spurs flag today. So just be careful on the streets. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. I I, I went to when I went to Game Three. I got into it with a guy because I was, like, running my mouth a whole bunch. And it was funny in the beginning of the game, but then by the end you could tell they were really mad. There was a point where James Harden shot a three in the fourth quarter when the Spurs were trying to pull away. He shot a three and he airballed it. And I was chanting MVP, like, as loud as I could. And that was when it was like, I think I might get into a fight that day. They're very sensitive in Houston about their Rockets. So you're right. I'm going to try to be careful. I would definitely try to be careful. Last thing, I haven't gotten to read the uh, article you wrote about King Arthur yet. Worth going to see? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the article is about Charlie Hunnam. Oh. Just as an actor in general. Uh, he is, you haven't seen the movie? Uh, no, I, I went and saw Lost City of Z. King Arthur comes out today. I don't like to go to the early screenings. I like to go with everybody. Gotcha. Same as like if I go to a basketball game, I don't want to sit with the media. I want to sit with the crowd it's just more it's just a better experience so i haven't seen it so i was just writing about him as an actor and like his roles as jack teller on sons of anarchy and blah 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 oh i figured you had seen the movie when i pulled up the when i when i just saw it just posted for this morning so yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna go see it it looks pretty I'll let good you know afterwards it looks pretty good it looks great if you yeah. anytime that you have charlie hunnam with his shirt off Flexing his muscles, like that's going to be a good movie, I think. It's supposed to flop, though, to be clear, and it's supposed to be bad. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna think it's good. I already know ahead of time. Enjoy today. This, uh, I mean, the joke's on me, man. I, I booked you thinking <laughs> I was gonna, I was really gonna get to talk some shit today, and I just now, I mean, I just had to talk mm-hmm. to you about the Spurs winning by 39. So it is what it is. That's what you get. Enjoy your afternoon. Thanks, Shay. All right, homie. It's going to do it for another Ringer NBA show. If you dig what you're hearing, go give us a rating and review on iTunes, and we will talk to you on Tuesday.